Welcome to the Garage Movement Podcast. Garage Movement is for those who don't need or want a fancy gym. You want to be fit and still be a good mom, a good dad, a good husband, wife, grandma, grandpa, etc. We value our health and lead by example. We are action takers. We find solutions, not excuses. We focus on the positives and not the negatives. We make health and fitness a priority and we will do whatever it takes to become a better version of ourselves. We can do it at home, on our own time, no matter the circumstances. No excuses. What's going on, everyone? Coach Marty here bringing you another episode of the Garage Movement Podcast. This is episode number 10. Crazy. Uh, Who would have thought I would have ever done a podcast and been this consistent with it? So I've been putting out one a week every Friday. So I'm going to continue that pattern. And I hope you guys are enjoying everything so far. Um, but I have to tell you, you know, just to use this as an example, um, this is super uncomfortable for me to do. So I'm putting myself out there every single week. And honestly, it's been something that's helped me grow as a person. So if you're ever struggling to do something because you're just too intimidated or um, you're uncomfortable with it or whatever, I encourage you to go do it. So. That could be exercise for you. That could be something in your career. Um, make yourself uncomfortable and get used to being uncomfortable because it's going to make you make you better. If you're constantly only sticking with what you're comfortable with, you're only going to get so far in life. So it's my little two cents before we get started with this. Also, guys, I just uh, recently started what's called a texting community. So basically what I do is I get a phone number and... Um, what you would do is you would text this phone number, um, which I'll give you in a minute. And what that is, is it's going to basically allow us to communicate. So you can ask me any questions you want, whether it's around health and fitness or working out from home, or maybe what equipment to buy, or maybe questions about a workout or how to scale or whatever. Feel free to text me at any time. I will text you as soon as I can, um, in return. Okay. Um, also, I'll be texting out anytime I release a podcast or anytime I release a video of some sort that might be valuable to you guys. I'll send you some quotes um, every once in a while just to give you that extra little bit of motivation. Um, so basically how this works is you're going to text this number. It's 216-270-7294. Again, that's 7294. Just text me whatever. Hello, hey, what's going on? <laughs> and it's going to send you a text back to add you uh, or add me to your um, contact list. Okay. That way, you, anytime I text you, you know it's coming from me. And uh, when you text me, it automatically puts um, your information in my phone book so I know who I'm texting. Okay. So. Um, pretty cool, and uh, I'm excited to get started with it. So again, text 216-270-7294, and um, I look forward to talking to you there. So let's dive into this podcast. So in this episode, we're going to be going over the three phases to getting better at CrossFit and overall getting more fit, okay? So that's the topic of conversation. Um, I thought this is really important because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding with this topic, and... Um, really what that that looks like from beginning to end right um i think everyone's goal is to get more fit and if it's not right now as soon as you kind of start um 
at some point that's going to be your goal. Um, so being more fit could mean several things. It could mean the way you look. It could mean the way you feel. It could be a combination of all the above. It can be how you perform in your workouts. It could be whatever. You get the idea, okay? Um, but in, the, in a nutshell, I really came down with three major phases that you need to kind of understand and accomplish, and you should accomplish it in this order as well. So phase one, okay, consistency. That might be obvious to some of you. That might, I don't know. But consistency is the most important thing. Without consistency, it doesn't matter how how you work out, how intensely you work out, how crazy of a workout you just did, blah, blah, blah. I've seen it all the time. I've seen people that, you know, are one-time-a-weekers, and they try to do this gut-wrenching, crazy workout that destroys them. And on top of them not being consistent, it's going to destroy them even more because their body's not used to that. So that's never a good thing either. Um, so consistency definitely outperforms um, a crazy workout, you know, once a week or whatever. It's almost better to do mediocre workouts consistently, you know, four or five times a week versus doing one crazy workout a week. Um, that, that should go as a pretty obvious statement, but... Um, but think about it, like any successful person, um, they did not do it without consistency, right? Like there is like, can you name one person that was successful in whatever they were doing, whether that's, you know, health and fitness related or career or whatever, they didn't do it without consistency, right? So you got to dial that in first. I think that's most important. So trying to create that weekly habit of consistent workouts consistent eating habits, all that kind of stuff um, is going to be your most important thing to the point where it's like clockwork. Now it's like you're expecting to do those things. It's a habit. Um, so it takes some time to develop that. So get used to it. Be consistent. Um, and not saying you shouldn't be focusing on your workouts or your what you're eating or whatever, but the most important thing is getting into that routine. And then we're going to kind of like build off of that layer, if that makes sense. Um, which is going to lead into phase two. So we're going to build off that consistency and we're going to build off it with intent. So now we're starting to really dive in to something that's so underlooked and that is going into every single workout with intent, going into every single workout with a purpose in mind, like a goal in mind. How are you going to attack this workout? Um, what am I going to do in this workout that's going to benefit me the most, right? What kind of micro goals can I set inside of the workout that's going to help overall me perform better in that workout and get a better workout? Um, how are you going to break up the reps? How, uh, like, what are you going to focus on in each movement that you do in that workout? Like, what are, what are the cues you're thinking about? So you move the, move the best, right? Um, what do you struggle with the most inside of that workout? And how are you going to attack the workout because of those strengths and weaknesses inside of it, right? Um, um, for another example, um, what's your overall score, like uh, goal score? So, you know, everything that we do with garage movement and with CrossFit workouts, there's always a score in the workout for the most part. So... Do you have a goal in mind? Sometimes you don't, but you have to break that down. 
like, let's just say it's a, a simple example. Let's just say it's like five rounds for time. Each one of those rounds, I think an overall goal should be a consistent time frame, right? What most people do when they do those kind of workouts or any workout is they just kill themselves in the first round because they think they can sustain that. And then they hit a wall and they crash and burn and the rest of the workout is much worse. So round one is the absolute fastest and then it gets worse and worse and worse round around around after that. I know I've been through that before. I'm sure you guys have as well. So having those goals and the structure and everything in mind when you're attacking a workout, okay? And not only that, we can even talk about like taking a step back and almost looking at each individual workout after the fact and saying, okay, what could I have done better here? Because it's a learning process. You're not going to get it right the first time, right? And that's actually what's so interesting to me about CrossFit is that um, it never gets easy. Um, (laughs) Not saying I like that aspect of it, but um, it never gets easy easier because you're always getting better so you're always pushing yourself more that's why if you've ever been to a crossfit gym before you could have a you know a 70 year old lady competing next to a 22 year old guy and uh, they're both doing the same workout but they're doing it at their own level and they both probably feel similar when they're finished with that workout in terms of how tired they are even though they're doing different weights and maybe some different scaling options and things So my point is being able to go back and look specifically where could you have done better? Should you have done that weight in that workout? Should have been heavier? Should have been lighter? Um, Could you have done something quicker? Uh, How is your form breakdown? Like all these things, I think it's important to like take notes when you're done with a workout and how you could have done better, Uh, especially when we're talking about like benchmarks because those are going to be ones you repeat. So if you're trying to get better at that benchmark workout, writing down how you felt, uh, where did you start feeling, um, you know, some struggles, right? Mentally, physically, those kind of things. So um, all those things, I just want you guys to start kind of thinking about that. Like, um, you know, really, really focus on how can I get the best workout in this specific workout that I have for the day, right? Like, how can I get the most out of it? Because, again, I see it time and time again, and I'm guilty of it as well. There's just days where you're just like, let's just get this stupid workout over with, right? And, like, you just go through the motions. Um, And is that better than nothing? Absolutely, because that goes back to step one. At least you're being consistent instead of just skipping the workout. So sometimes that happens, and that's okay. But focusing and doing your best each and every workout to say, you know what? I have to spend this much time working out anyways. It could be easier. It could be hard. It's the same amount of time. So why not work harder, right? Why not focus on um, how you can be better inside of every single workout? Um, And I'm going to kind of go off on a tangent here because there's this other misconception of like in order to get better at CrossFit, you need to do more volume, okay? So when I, let's see, my first three, four years of doing CrossFit, you know, I, I drank the Kool-Aid, right? I got into it so much. I was watching every possible YouTube video of CrossFit Games athletes and this and that, um, CrossFit competitions. And, you know, you see all these guys 
and girls that are working out three, four, five times a day in training. And at this point, I was a younger guy in my 20s, and uh, I had some time on my hands, so I would work out multiple times a day. I thought it was fun. Um, But here's the issue is that I – because it's like a mental thing, right? So like each workout that you do, knowing that you either just did a workout, right? Like you're inside of a workout and you're you're hitting that wall or that 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 mental point where it's like hard to push, you know? Um, but in the back of your head, you're thinking, well, you know what? I just did this workout earlier, so I can just kind of like go through the motions here, right? Or I'm gonna do I'm I'm doing this workout later, so I it's okay if I slack right now. That does not work. <laughs> that does not work. Intensity is the most important thing when it comes to working out. And if you can't sustain that because you're working out too much, um, that's a problem, right? So you're not going to get more fit that way. You might be able to handle more volume, but that's only going to get you so far anyways. That's not being more fit. And obviously that could lead to other things like um, just overuse type injuries, tendonitis, aches and pains, um, that comes from volume, not intensity. So, um, you know, and, and another topic of conversation is I see a lot of people that want to like wear weighted vests or something like that. It's like, why not just work harder at that, that workout? Why not just try to be the best in that workout instead of, you know what, I'm going to wear this weight vest. I've done that before where I was like, you know what, I'm going to wear a weight vest in this workout. And again, that pops in your head. There's these other people in the same class as you or doing the same workout as you or whatever. And they're beating in that workout. But you're thinking in the back of your head, well, that's okay because I'm doing this with a vest on. So I don't have to work as hard. That's the problem. So unless you are like elite and you are constantly like beating your peers and you want to try to like level up, maybe adding a vest and seeing if you can beat everybody that way. But if you don't beat everybody you're not allowed to use that vest. (laughs) That's my rule. So just something to think about. Again, attacking a workout um, with a purpose, with intent, attacking a strength, anything that you're doing, do it with a purpose, do it with intent. That's that's kind of the big (laughs) category of phase two. Moving on to phase three. Okay, so we're working out consistently. Now we have consistent intent. We're doing a good job trying to improve on our intent every single workout. Okay, super important with the general overall fitness component, right? But now you might be able to identify areas of weakness that need to be patched up, right? Everybody has them. Everybody has them and everybody might be different. I'm telling you right now, those of you that know me, you know I hate running. That is my weakness. Um, I do have other weaknesses, but that's like the <laughs> the thing that that drives me crazy. Um, I've never been good at running, um, even uh, high school sports and stuff. When we do conditioning stuff, I'd always be in the back of the pack for sure. Um, I always struggle with it. I don't know why, but um, I let that go for so long, and I knew I was bad at running. Um, Here's a funny story. Funny to you guys, maybe not so funny for me, but I, several years ago, I don't know how, when this was, six years ago maybe, I'm guessing, um, I went to the Granite Games with um, 
a buddy of mine who was a coach at my gym, Steve Dukes. If you're listening, what's up, buddy? I haven't talked to you in a while. Um, but anyways, we went as like a team. We signed up. Uh, we basically did like an online qualifier, and then we just registered to see if we can go uh, compete in person. So this was in uh, Minnesota, I believe. And uh, it's like one of those huge CrossFit Games events where it's probably costs a lot of money. Uh, they have several different levels there. They have team events, individual events, and then they have like like the elite level as well. So you got a lot of CrossFit Games athletes. Actually, the, the year that we went, Matt Frazier, before he won any of the CrossFit Games, was competing there. He ended up winning. Um, but there were several CrossFit Games athletes there and stuff. So it's a huge event, multiple um, arenas with huge setups, um, official competition style. It was so much fun, so awesome, great experience. Um, and it was also several days. So typically most competitions are, you know, a single day. This one was three days. Um, and so there were several of us that traveled up there, um, and and competed there. And, um, and one of the events was a 5k run and it was the second to last day or no, it was the last day. It was the last day. So it was day three. Um, and going into that day, Steve and I were, I believe, like seventh or eighth place or something like that. Going into the last day, and there was like 60 teams, 60 guys teams in our division. So we were pretty happy about that. We were doing well, and um, we were having fun. And really up to that point, it was mostly traditional CrossFit workouts. And then the magical 5k came (laughs) it was first thing uh i think it was like a sunday morning and uh this was my weakness and i knew it and i was like man i am terrified of this this is gonna suck and actually coincidentally enough that was my first 5k ever i had never run 3.1 miles in a row up until that point um so this was going to be an experiment for me. <laughs> we actually did find out about the event several weeks before it started, but obviously that's not enough time to really train. So yes, I did some running workouts and things like that, but that wasn't enough. Thank God for Steve because that kid can run. <laughs> he, uh, I think he ran his in like 19 something. He was in like the top, I don't know, couple percent of everybody, including the elite athletes and everybody. So he crushed it. Um, Meanwhile, there's me. So I start this run, and the first part of this run is all uphill, like an extreme incline. And I, for whatever reason, when I run longer distances, I have this issue where, like, my back locks up. And that has to do with probably my running form because I'm not good at it. And, uh... Yeah, so my back was immediately locking up, especially if you guys have ever ran up hills before and done hill sprints and stuff. Like, for whatever reason, that lean forward, I don't know. It just intensifies that back strain. And uh, it was to the point where I was, like, crippling, right? So, like, I was ended up stopping, like, multiple times to walk. So I was doing this, like, walk-run thing the whole time. And then the last probably three quarters of the mile, I ran straight. Luckily, a lot of it was downhill, so I was able to just kind of coast. But I was able to get past that aspect. But, man, I was just so discouraged that whole time. I ended up finishing just under 30 minutes, which is so embarrassing to say. (laughs) 
um, just under 30 minutes. And I'm, you know, at the time I was pretty in pretty darn good shape. So that just does not line up with the other things that I was capable of doing. So, man, that was a gut check, gut check for sure. And uh, anyways, we ended up having one more event that day. We did well in that event. We still ended up finishing like, I don't know, top 20. But that that event actually hurt us pretty good, even with Steve's score that basically balanced ours out to be more average or below average because of my terrible score. Um, So it was still a great event, but I know Steve was just biting his tongue. (laughs) And uh, there's even some jokes (laughs) Uh, within 24 hours of that event, that was a little too soon for me, but, um, I des- I guess I deserved it. Anyways, I ended up really making that a goal of mine. I bought this, uh, aerobic capacity programming by Chris Hinshaw, who's like an aerobic coach who works with a lot of the games athletes and stuff, but he's got a online program. If you guys ever need to work on that weakness of yours, uh, it's a great option. So I ended up doing that, and I would I would literally train once or twice a week. And at the time, it was cold out too, so I was training when it was freezing out. I was going to the track on a regular basis. It was just something that sat in my mind, and it, it was a struggle bus for me. So um, less than a year later, we did a, um, a pump and run, which is a 5K and like a max bench press at your body weight. So anyways, I ended up uh, finishing that in like 23 and a half minutes. So dramatic, dramatic increase. But my point behind this whole story is you find your weakness and you attack it and you make that your priority. I'm not saying replace like your general workouts, like don't necessarily do that unless you're struggling to find time to squeeze that in. Like if you're working out five days a week and you're struggling to find time to squeeze in your weakness, it's okay to substitute one of those days to focus on that weakness, especially if it's a weakness like running where it's you know, a lot on your body, right? Like it's still a great workout. You don't necessarily need the CrossFit workout for that day, but maybe you're working on something like double unders or you're working on something like pull-ups where it's not necessarily taking a lot out of you. Um, so it's not necessarily going to replace a workout. Um, but my point is you find your, your weakness and you make that a priority and you patch those holes and then you reevaluate and you keep doing that until all your weaknesses aren't necessarily extremely weak anymore and you're overall raising your your level of fitness. So, um, yeah, so those are the three phases, guys. I really hope that helps you. Again, just as a recap, phase one, get consistent on a regular basis. I would say consistent for at least three to four weeks. That way um, you have that habit kind of built in. And then you can start really, really focusing on the intent of every single workout you do and really starting to practice. Um, and that definitely takes some some strategy. And, and just to add another piece to that intent is like the mental strategy. Like, what are you going to tell yourself when things get tough? Um, how are you going to stay positive in a workout? All these things take practice. And um, I think it's something that people don't focus on enough. And I think that really can take you to the next level, just having the right mindset alone inside of that workout. So something to think about. Um, and then the last um, the last step, defining your weakness um, and then making that your priority. So attack the weaknesses, make them better, and uh, yeah, have, have some fun while you do it, right? So those are the three phases, guys. Again, 
Hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. If you're looking to better yourself and start working out, or maybe you want to switch things up and work out from home, then I want to invite you to try Garage Movement free for 14 days. With Garage Movement, you're going to get an app that delivers you daily workouts, even if you're a beginner. We also have options if you have zero equipment, a full home gym, or anything in between. To get your 14-day free trial, visit garagemovement.com today. Thanks for listening to the Garage Movement Podcast. This is Coach Marty, and I'll catch you in the next one.